0: Hi, everyone. Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation will recap the week that was, namely some points of interest on the economic data front and a preview of next week's Fed policy announcement. Uh, Joining me for the conversation, glad to welcome back Brian Rose, a senior economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Brian, welcome back. Happy Friday. Looking forward to our conversation.
1: Thanks, Dan. Uh, Good to be with you.
0: So, Brian, maybe we can begin with the fact that inflation concerns have, of course, been ongoing for consumers. They have contributed to market swings. Uh, this week's CPI print, so that's the Consumer Price Index, the reading did not necessarily ease those concerns. So, Brian, what did that CPI data print reveal, and what is CIO's current outlook for inflation?
1: Well, we saw another big increase in the CPI for February. It was up Eight tenths month on month, and in year over year terms, the inflation rate was 7.9%. That's the highest in 40 years, and we saw a broad-based price increase. Uh, increases really, you know, most items went up in February, but three items in particular: that's food, shelter, and gas. So three, you know, of the most basic uh, items. Uh, those three accounted for something like seventy percent of the rise in the overall uh, cpi and you know these are things that hit the lower income households very hard very you know it's hard to avoid uh, you know these these price increases and also you know even if we exclude gas uh, and food, core cpi was up half a percent month on month that's five months in a row that core has risen by at least half percent. So, five months where you have, you know, very strong uh, increases. And of course, gas prices are up another 70, 80 cents uh, since the end of February. So, it looks like March is going to show, you know, another big increase uh, in the CPI. Uh, now, in terms of the outlook, there are some hints of uh, relief, especially some of the supply-side bottlenecks that have caused goods prices to go soaring, uh, those are those are easing now. And uh, one example is used car prices fell uh, in uh, February. We expect those to come down a lot by the end of the year. And you know, because of that, inflation should peak soon. You know, again, uh, goods prices um, have been rising at a double-digit rate. Those should start to come down. Um, uh, but on the services side, that's where you might actually see more inflation, especially the shelter or rent. Uh, there's a lot baked in because home prices have increased so much. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be harder for service prices to, um, you know, to come down and, uh, on balance, you know, inflation will be slowing over the course of the year. Uh, we think that, the, because service price inflation will, uh, you know, will stay elevated. Uh, when we're not getting inflation, you know, all the way down to, for example, the Fed's two percent target. That's that's not hot, happening anytime soon.
0: Well, thank you, Brian. Of course, I do want to circle back on the Fed in a few moments and break down a bit how they're combating inflation, the steps that they are prepared to take. So we'll circle back on that shortly. Before we get to the Fed, outside of the CPI print, what were some other notable macro data points of interest from this past week?
1: Yeah, actually, a couple of uh, interesting releases uh, related to, to the inflation outlook. So we had the NFIB survey of small businesses and that showed a record high percentage of businesses raising their prices. So 68% of businesses reported they raised their prices the last month. That's even above the in, in the early 70s after the first oil shock, so even higher uh, than that. And small businesses also continue to report that uh, you know it's hard to find uh, workers. And in that same vein, we had the JOLTS job openings uh, 11.3 million in January. That's down just slightly from the record high, which we hit in, in December, but extremely high level. Uh, and, you know, if you go back before the pandemic, uh, when the unemployment rate was at 50-year low, even relative to that time, you know, there's there's another 3-4 million job openings. So, again, uh, just gives you an idea of how hard it is for businesses to find uh, workers Uh, at the moment
0: well that that was an interesting jolts release so thank you for recapping some notable data points from the past week Uh, switching over to the fed for a few moments brian all eyes of course will be on the fed next week as they are expected to move forward with that rate hike can you remind us of your policy expectations through 2022
1: well our base case is that the fed will raise rates by 25 basis points at every meeting Unless there's a reason not to, so you know the Fed is on a path to to you know start a series of rate hikes uh, you know next, next week, and you know what might stop them from you know raising rates would be either good news on the inflation side, so say you have a three month period over which uh, the you know, CPI rises by less than half a percent of total over the, over the three months. You know, that that might be a signal to the Fed that you know inflation's slowing enough; we don't have to keep raising rates. Or if you know, you know basically the economy starts to fall apart. You know, say you have uh, you know payrolls going down, you know, payroll growth turns negative, something like that. That would stop the Fed from from raising rates further. You know, otherwise they're going to keep uh, raising rates. There has to be a reason to to uh, for them to to stop. And there's also some uh, risk that they could get more aggressive, you know, say inflation refuses to come down. Uh you could see them raising by 50 basis points instead of 25. Now, the the war in Ukraine uh as as chair Powell said, the the impact on the US economy is uncertain, and I think you know, it doesn't mean that the Fed is going to raise more or less. It just adds to the uncertainty. So, you know, it's bad for growth, it's bad for inflation and those uh, effects, you know, for the Fed, roughly uh, balance out. But again, there there are risks um, uh, around it that that could make the Fed raise, uh, you know, raise more or less. And I should mention, you know, next week there's going to be a lot of focus on on two things. One is uh, what does the Fed say about their balance sheet? How are they planning to adjust uh, the balance sheet? This is a huge focus uh, for the market, and we're also really interested to see. The new dot plot, which indicates you know, where do, where does the FOMC see rates going in, in the future? Particularly, does the Fed think they have to raise rates beyond neutral, which is for the Fed two and a half percent? So, if they're saying, well, you know, we think we're going to have to raise rates above neutral to get inflation down. This would also be a very important signal for the market.
0: It was interesting, Brian, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, he recently conveyed to the U.S. Senate that the central bank is prepared to rein in inflation, even if it comes at an economic cost. Uh, Interesting uh, couple of words there. Can you expand on what Chair Powell meant, and is there any historical precedent for such an approach?
1: Well, if you go back to the early 1980s, which was the last time inflation was at this level, under Fed Chair Volcker, the Fed pushed up rates close to 20% in order to bring inflation down. And not surprisingly, that triggered a really nasty recession. So back, uh, again, 40 years ago, the last time inflation was this high, you had the unemployment rate over 10%. Uh, But the thing is, it did work. You know, it it was a very nasty recession, but inflation did come down, and inflation has been low, uh, you know, since then. And so you know, Powell has been very, very consistent. He said at almost every single public appearance you know, over the last year or so, he said that the Fed has a mandate to maintain price stability and the Fed will use its tools to get inflation down if necessary. And those tools basically means you know, raising interest rates. Uh, so what, what Powell is saying is, you know, basically, we will do what it takes to get inflation down even if it triggers a recession, in the end, you know, that's our job is to keep inflation low. And the the Fed won't hesitate to do that, uh, you know, if they really have to.
0: So, Brian, outside of the Fed, what else is taking place next week that investors should keep an eye on?
1: Well, next week we get the more inflation data. So we get the producer price index and also import and export prices. So it gives us an idea of what's happening at, you know, at the producer level. Uh, and that's uh, you know, something, somewhat of a leading indicator for things like uh, CPI. Uh, we'll also get the retail sales uh, for February, and a very important release: industrial production for February. And uh, you know, in order to get inflation down, it's really important for us to increase production, especially of autos. So this is a big question. You know, were we able to increase auto production? because, uh, you know, autos have been a big driver of inflation over the last year. And then uh, finally, we'll get housing data, although the housing data has been so incredibly noisy that it really doesn't tell us much month on month, because, you know, you have one good month and then another, a bad month follows. And you know so that data gets a lot of headlines, but in my view, doesn't really help us understand um uh, you know the the trends in the economy.
0: Brian, it sounds like, to your point, quite a few economic data points of interest in the week ahead. Of course, we will continue to closely monitor developments out of Eastern Europe as well. Though, Brian, thank you for joining us here on a Friday morning to recap the week that was. Look forward to touching base with you perhaps next week to hear about what comes from the Fed statement.
1: Certainly. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you, Brian. And again today we've been joined by Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. I will point out that Brian does have a blog available which ties right into part of our conversation from this morning, Inflation Not Stagflation. That blog is available now up on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Of course if you are a client of UBS you can of course reach out to your financial advisor to receive a copy of Brian's blog directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us.